and welcome to episode 11 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm Sean. No, no, no. <laughs> and tonight, we're going to start off with uh, DVD releases. Yes, as you know, it's Tuesday, the day we do our podcast, and me uh, being the DVD whore that I am, <laughs> I need my, my fix. Um, I go out and I buy the latest releases. Some good, some bad, you know, I'll, you know, you can decide on your own. But this week, it is... Total Recall. <laughs> Not the Arnold Schwarzenegger version, the Colin Farrell, Kate Beckinsale, Jessica Biel version, which I personally liked. I, I enjoyed it. I did. I know some people are like, eh, what did it have to do with the first one? What did the first one have to do with the story? You know, <laughs> kind of. I look at the action was good. Kate Beckinsale. Super hot, Jessica Biel, not too shabby. Right. Well, so, the whole premise of the movie, though, is is not really going to Mars. It's the Total Recall, the idea of getting Total Recall memory return. Yeah, but the short story does have does involve Mars a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I read the short story because it's like a page and a half. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should read it. Wait, it's a page and a half? Oh, all right. Uh, short story, the, the, the short, short version of the short story. He goes into it, you know... Uh, and he gets total recall of he's a spy, and then he, in order to, he comes up with an idea. I forget, I honestly, I forget the kind of like the synopsis. That's how, that's how ingrained in my memory it is. <laughs> uh, I just remember the end. They falsely planted an idea in his head that he went to Mars, and then the the hook of the story is like the, the I call it Twilight Zone ending is that as a kid he actually did save the Earth from a Mars invasion. <laughs> so it was like, all right, so that's where Mars comes in. Okay. But I, I mean, I liked it. You know, I got the extended director's cut, you know, for more goodness, hopefully, you know. Right. It's got over an hour and a half of special features. Ooh. Ooh. I also picked up a movie I did not see in theaters, but it looked funny. Pitch Perfect. Okay. I the, did not see it. I did see the commercials. I remember seeing it. Arriving at her new college, Becca finds herself not right for any click but somehow muscles into one that she never would have picked on her own. Alongside mean girls, sweet girls, and weird girls, the only thing in common is how good they sound when they sing together. <laughs> when Becca lands this acapella singing group out of their traditional arrangements and perfect harmonizes into all new mashups, they fight to climb their way to the top of college music competitions. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Pitch Perfect is an outrageously hilarious laugh-out-loud comedy that also stars Anna Camp from The Help, Brittany Snow from Hairspray, and Rebel Wilson from Bridesmaids. So, I picked that up. should be funny. Okay. I also picked up some classic stuff. I also picked up Despicable Me. Oh, yeah. I liked the movie. I saw it once. I thought it was cute, but never got around to buying it. Those what? minis are just so damn adorable. How can you not love them? Right. Well, well they're making a sequel next summer. Yep. Eh, they just be all minions 24-7. I would love to have <laughs> I'd love to have my own little minions. <laughs> and we have already established that I'm a, I'd be a super villain. So right. Yeah. It only makes sense that I find these guys so adorable. <laughs> and then uh, for TV, I'm a TV, DVD kind of guy. Right. I hate watching commercials. Yeah. So Who doesn't? <laughs> if it's a show I kind of like, I kind of fade back and not watch it which I know isn't good because they want the viewership to keep the show going right but because I hate commercials so damn much I would actually come out on DVD and this time I picked up New Girl oh okay with Zoe Deschanel ah oh, she's cute yeah she's adorable she's got that next girl next girl next door kind of thing <laughs> you know and if anybody doesn't know that her sister is Bones from uh, the show Bones yeah how can you not know because they look identical right <laughs> But she's so adorable and lovable. 
So I picked that up. And those are my DVD picks for this week. Okay. And then obviously, I think towards the end of the year, there's not many video games coming out. Uh, no, it's kind of slim. I think everything tries to get before the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. So all the pushers are like a week before. So this week, nothing really brand spanking new came out that at least I was interested in. Right. To be honest. Right. So if I'm not interested in it, I pay no attention to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if you pay no attention to it, it's not worth it. That's right. The <laughs> world revolves around me. Ooh. I was a planet fun robbing around me. All right, can we stop the uh, orbit now? No. All right. So, yeah, that was pretty much it for uh, DVDs and video games. Okay. Of course, we're winding up, you know, Christmas is right upon us. Mm -hmm. A lot of stories just don't want to deal with the agony of putting new stuff out. Right, right. Well, they got so much to, to sell this year now that, you know, for Christmas. That I, I do think Friday the Resident Evil, the latest edition of Resident Evil comes out, mm-hmm. you know, so I'd probably pick that up. Well, if you're a fan of the movies or, or even a <coughs> video game, I mean, I think that's a good ap- adaptation of it, you know. Sure. I, I mean, they kind of gone away from the game a little bit, but it's still Mila Jovich kicking ass killing zombies, looking, smoking hot. Right. I mean, if I ever got the crap, if I ever wanted to get the crap kicked out of me, there's two people. Angelina Jolie is always on top of any list. <laughs> and then Seth would be Mila. <laughs> <laughs> so what if a girl was wearing either like a uh, Angelina Jolie mask or a uh, Mila mask? Would you let that happen? No. Okay. It would have to be the actual The actual. I would be you know, not any sort of stranger going, Angelina <laughs> Jolie No, sorry. All right, sorry, girls. <laughs> no, but nothing wrong. If you look a little like them, eh, give me a call. <laughs> we'll work something out. We'll work something out. <laughs> I'll squint. <laughs> eh, she kind of looks a little like her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was, you know, that was my week. But you wanted to mention redemption movies. Yeah, that's right. Redemption movies. Well, actually, before we do the redemption movies, I thought we'd get into Catfish, the last oh. episode of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Catfish, uh, my weekly, uh, the one TV show I am, getting, I am watching on a religious uh, <laughs> basis. Well, that's not including Dexter, which had the season finale uh, last this past Sunday. Okay. Which, oh, so good. <laughs> Because next season is the final season of the whole whole show. Like, okay. So they left it off with a really good kind of jump off point for the final season, which I can't wait. I'm like, <laughs> when's the new season starting? Uh, usually in October. Okay. September October is usually. When so they you gotta start. wait like almost. A, uh, I gotta wait a whole year. Wow. It's cable. What do you expect? Like Game of Thrones comes out in March, uh, February, March. I mean, all the really good shows are usually on cable, so I gotta wait a while. Right, but right. Dexter's always worth it. Okay, you know it's, it's always been a great show from the start. A couple lulls in a couple seasons, but you get that. But it's, it's, I think they kind of know whenever the show kind of dips down because in the next season it's usually like a whoa, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping that after the eighth and final season that they actually do like a really decent box set. I'm actually thinking about writing Showtime mm-hmm. because I actually have an idea for the box set. Really? Yeah, very rarely do I come up with like an idea for something. Right. But because I'm such a I'm such a fan of this show, anybody who knows Dexter, he's a serial killer, mm-hmm. but he only kills bad guys, so he's kind of lovable that way. <laughs> he's a lovable serial. Sure. But okay. <laughs> the um, what he does is he, every serial killer has keeps something, uh-huh. and his thing is a little blood. He takes a, a drop of blood and puts it in some slides, kind of like a microscope slide. Okay. Because uh, I know you don't watch the show. No, I don't have much cable extra right. stations. So. He is basically, he works for the Miami police as a blood spatter analyst. 
Okay. So, because he's fascinated with blood, because when he was a kid, his parent, his mother was chopped up in front of him. That's kind of how it all started. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, I, I'm, you, should, you should really go Netflix season one for okay. the show because it really is a good show. Okay. But he puts these slides in a box, you know, oh. like a little, I guess, where they put like sample boxes. For, okay. For slots. My idea is to actually design a box, you know, to have each disc represent a blood splatter. Oh, wow. Like, you know, like underneath the microscope, the, the, the perfect dot, the perfect cylinder. Right. Have it in a clear um, plastic case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it has its own little slot. Wow. You know, of course, it's eight seasons, but the episodes are only like 13 episodes, maybe 14 episodes. Okay. So on Blu-ray, it winds up being like three, four discs. Oh, okay. You know, so if you think about it, I mean, yeah, okay, I might be able to put a, you know, eight seasons... I have discs. I mean, 40 discs. That's a long box. Right, right. But maybe they may be able to crunch it down into, like, individual seasons. But I still think the clear, I guess, case right. with the, the Dexter season one, disc one, as a blood splatter. Okay. You know, so it looks like you actually own what he was doing. Wow, that'd be cool. I mean, you know, that's my only idea, so. Yeah, well, we should write him. Just eh. let him know. Yeah, I mean, I'm afraid, I mean, I, probably someone's already thinking about it, but I, maybe I can do it. And you know what? All I want is just a little design by Sean. There you go. Written on it. <laughs> just you know, somewhere underneath the bottom, designed by Sean Richard, Geekster. Geekster. Got to plug that chap. And my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk dial at two in the morning. Yeah. Hey Sean, I love that box. Hey, that box is so awesome. I love you, man. <laughs> Get the girls. Hey Sean. <laughs> I wanna. I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but to go back to catfish, this week's episode mm-hmm. was a kind of like a left hook, right hook kind of like kind of like the stuff came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Starts off obviously it's your same premise. Girl and contacts him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fell in love, and then he. You figure out the backstory. She met this guy who says he's from Switzerland on a fan site called, I think, VampireFreaks.com. Okay. So, you know, she looks very gothy. Big girl. Only thing, but I, I mean, I'm a fan of tattoos. I think tattoos are okay. They're great looking. But she had this tattoo square on her chest, like right above her boobs. Mm-hmm. It just looked bad. To me, I don't think of a, a, a woman, in my personal opinion, anything that takes away from the beauty of, of a female... Mm-hmm. Kind of a downer, and that thing was it was a what's that thing called a sugar skull, which is like a, a skull design patterns almost. I'm gonna say like if I had to guess, the Mexican Day of the Dead. Okay. Okay, they kind of have a skull, and it's all like flowery or like we like it's all cool looking. Right. The right. Actual image yeah. Itself. But to put that on a, a square on the center of a woman's chest, right above her boobs, actually you can see the tattoo go between her boobs, kind of thing. <laughs> just was like it just it just pulled away from. From her look, I mean, I know her look is kind of goffy, right? Right. You know, because you know, if you're on a if you're on a, a, a page called VampireFreaks.com, you're gonna be a little dyed hair emo kind of thing. <laughs> emo check. Emo check. We haven't done that in one in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so she meets this guy. He says he's in Switzerland. Of course, they fall in love. But then here's the kicker. Mm -hmm. She actually was lying to him from the start. She put up a fake profile because she's a big girl. Okay. So she put a hot girl all tatted up, you know, as her profile picture. Mm -hmm. But then she kind of felt guilty. So she came clean, like, like almost like right away, apparently. 
Really? In my story. So okay. And he's like, I don't care. I love you for who you are. Right. Once you, you figure, hey, all right, that's great. Then he says he's moving from Switzerland to California. Okay. So they start chatting more and more and more. And she lives in Missouri. Oh, okay. And then he lives down in California. Still a distance. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking. Of course, they fall in love. Blah blah blah. I mean, I want to meet him. We would talk about it. We never Skype. Mm -hmm. We talk on the phone. We text each other. Facebook. Blah 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 blah. You know your typical <laughs> standard routine now at this point. Right. So the guys go off and do their own little research, and the guy's name is Alex Dorian. And right away, I'm sitting there going, "What? That's his name, Alex Dorian." Dorian. Dorian. Okay. Say so right away, right away. What's your what clicks in your head? Dorian Gray. Exactly. The first thing that clicked in my head, I'm thinking, Goth Dorian Gray. What's his story? He's immortal because his picture ages right. instead of him. So I'm thinking, going, sweetheart. Even I know that name's fake. <laughs> Come on, really? Like, uh, you know? So, so they do a little, a little research and they type in like his phone number to do like a yellow page search okay. on the internet and comes up to this wacky page of I don't feel like almost like a I, you know I, the world's not good enough. I'm not good for this world. It's mm -hmm. overpopulated. Almost like the person was. Like gonna kill themselves. Suicide note. Suicide note. So they get a little worried. So they actually did a little more research, and it comes up on that page uh, another page to a website. So okay. it's kind of like a link, you know, a link to another web page. Okay. Where a completely different person comes up. This person, Danny, mm -hmm. and they go, okay, well, obviously that Alex they found there's an Alex. His name isn't Alex, obviously. Right. But the original guy is they. The guy stole the pictures from a guy who actually lives in Switzerland. <laughs> So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so they go and they tell her this and she's kind of like bummed because she's like, well, I came clean. Why didn't he? Why didn't he? Right. What's going on? And they're like, well, what do you want to do? Do you still want to meet him? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she's like, of course I still want to meet him because I, I, I fell in love with the person, not the face. <laughs> you ever think of a show where it's just like, do you still want to meet him? No. <laughs> End of show. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a few out there, like, you know, get so hurt and so embarrassed that they're going, I, I can't do that. I mean, I like to know how many times they've tried this to actually create a TV show. <laughs> and it failed. You know, or just, they just go, hey, you want to meet him? No, not really. They lied to me, I never want to talk to them again. Yeah, that kind of thing. Well, it makes me feel bad for Neve now, because, like, you know how many failed attempts there probably is, because, I mean, there's probably a lot of them. I mean, sure. You know. It always seems to start off to that they're in a hotel room. So right. they might be traveling around the world. Tra yeah, traveling all over the country. And they're, you know, it's like, I would be, like, tired after a while. Even Yeah, if MTV's putting the bill, who cares? Right, that's true. So they go back to her, and they obviously still want to talk. I mean, they still want to go out there and flap. They call Danny, and basically he agrees to meet. Okay. You know? So they, she packs up, you know, she doesn't back up, but she packs up, and they fly out to California. <laughs> they land, and they get to Danny's place. Now, the thing of the trick, the kind of left hook that they kind of give you in this episode mm -hmm. is that Danny is transgender, which Ooh. used to be female okay. who's going into a, who's transgender, who feels more comfortable with being a male. Okay. So at the time, like, they told her that they're not really sure what's going on because she's, they say it's transgender. Mm -hmm. We're not really sure if it's a... It, you know, she identifies herself more as a boy than a girl. And now the thing is the girl... Uh, I figured he was... I forget her name. Damn, I always forget her name. I always forget names. Right. So bad at it. But she was like... She's had relationships with females before, so it wasn't that... Still not really a big deal. 
kind of a shock, but still not a big deal because, again, she fell in love with the person. Okay. Kind of so they knock on the door. Here comes Danny, short red hair, kind of. She, she just started the hormone shots. Okay. The t- testosterone. Um, before they see each other, big hug, you know, and then how come you, like, basically, and the, and the girl was like, well, how come you couldn't tell me this? before mm-hmm. well because it, where i was from you know i wasn't sure i didn't want to lose you because i care about you your typical sob story of why someone lies to you and hides it from you for long right time. right you know i love you i care about you i was afraid you were gonna run away i've dated people in the past and they've known you know that i'm, I'm this way and that they've lasted a week and then they leave me kind of thing mm-hmm. the girl was like well i like you for who you are kind of deal and you know no problem so it actually was like bam here it actually worked wow it really it was like they you know of course um spend the day together the kissing holding hands and wait wait they're kissing yeah they're a couple okay okay yeah she she calls him her boyfriend and he calls her her girlfriend okay you know perfectly normal um and then they sit down with danny pretty much and the reason why i remember danny because my sister's name is danielle so it's easy to why why it clicks it's an an easy reference okay so danny is basically telling nev neve the story of basically i was a girl Mm -hmm. i was doing boy things i've always known for a long time that i was different okay looking up stuff she she used to call herself um, a lesbian but she never still felt right and then she did some research and she was like okay i'm trans you know okay and then she started making when she turned 18 18 she started making that adjustment to cut her hair the way she wants to cut her hair dress the way she wants to dress you know Mm -hmm. basically being being herself okay you know and that she was bullied in high school of course of course you know yeah she decided you know but now she's going through the hormone injection she's going to have the whole hysterectomy me the whole mastectomy you know to so to, she's still pre-op she's not post yes okay yeah so um so i mean that's pretty much kind of like the end of the day they spend a day together on the beach um because i don't think the girl's ever been on the beach before oh really well she lives in missouri you know it's kind oh, of kaya the, yeah kaya there you go how'd you, 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 you guys i did some research oh you look at you actually using a computer and he spelled the uh, alex durian well i only knew the first thing i didn't know it right. was durian until you just told me but he spelled alex a-l-a-l Y-X. Which, you know, everybody goes, I'm not, but the Dorian thing was a big red flag. Right. Fake name. (laughs) Come on. So Kaya, I don't think she's ever really been to the beach before, so they spent the day at the beach, you know, walking, holding Mm -hmm. hands, kissing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they look look like a couple. Okay. So they were both very happy, very, you know, of course, a lot of the kickers were, she had to tell her mom. Which mom? Kaya had to tell her mom because she lives with her mother. Okay. Okay. Hey, you know, because, you know, obviously she lives with her mom, so giving mom the updates, I met this guy online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She told her mom on the phone basically what the deal is. Hey, um, I met him. His name's not Alex, it's Danny. Uh, And then kind of like, oh, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he's uh, transgender. This is a girl that wants to be a boy. And the mom, you kind of hear his pause on the on the phone. Mm-hmm. And the mom is like, "Look, I don't care. I told you. I told told you before you left. As long as they treat you with the respect and you know the way the way you deserve, mm-hmm. I don't care. As long as you're happy, kind of deal. Right? You know, you you figure, oh my God, there is actually a decent parent out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. To sit there and go, look, I don't care. As long as that person treats you right in the way you deserve to be treated, mm-hmm. I wish you the best of, of everything. Right, right. So you know that kind of was like a, a like a I think a weight lifted off the girl's shoulders. Okay. And, and they spend it like I said, they, and they go and spend the day together, and the last day they're in tears, hugging, and you know I don't want this day to end. And Danny felt really you know because this was because she's in that influx mode where mm-hmm. you know she's in between stages. Right. She has to like look in the mirror, and go, okay, do am I a boy today? Kind of. 
thing, but when she's with Kaya, it's she is my boyfriend. You know, so she, Danny feels the way he wants to feel. Okay. So, you know, it was like six weeks, I think they did a six weeks later follow-up. Yeah, okay. And they still talk. Danny's actually flying out there to meet the family. Okay. So it actually kind of worked out. Great. It was like this whole, like, hey, you know what? Okay, the catfish was there. Right. Because it was a lie, but not really, because the girl actually was one of those things where I can fall in love with the person and not the face. Right. Kind of deal. Right, yeah. And I mean, I was kind of, you know, like, watching you just go, oh, you mean it worked out? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, Kaya woman, she was very, she has to be a very strong person. I mean, especially going, I mean, well, Danny going through that process as tough as it is, you know, kind of thing. I mean, that's, he probably gets ridiculed a lot. You know, kind of thing. Even now, like type of sure, thing. Sure, probably. I mean, I probably make a few phone calls because I do have a family member. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can see that being a, kind of hard for Danny. Sure. But, but then she's got to kind of accept that. You know, it's you know, he, like she always thought he was a guy. Like it was never like I'm assuming I, it was never like talked about in a way. It was never discussed on you know online. Obviously. Right. I think it also helps too the girl. Kaya did have relationships with women before. Okay. So I think that there was that kind of, because she was, for lack of a better word, bisexual, mm-hmm. I think it actually works in in her favor because it's not a, it's not a big of a shock. Okay, sure, maybe the, you know, the parts aren't there. Right. Or are there. Mm-hmm. But to her, it didn't matter because it was the person's soul that mattered. Right. Which, right. you know, it's, it's a beautiful sentiment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think, and it all worked out in the end. So it's like, well, what do you know? They actually did find love on the show. Like, <laughs> I mean, where are they going to be like six months from now? Who knows? I wish them the best of luck because right. it actually yeah, does look definitely. like. And they were actually talking about when they did the Skype follow up. They were actually, it was mentioned the two of them moving in together. Really? Hey, you know what? What do you know? There is love out there. Right. <laughs> you know, there is love on the internet. It may not be the traditional way we think about it, guy, girl, mm-hmm. but it still worked out in the end. And I was kind of like, hey, all right, you know, there's somebody for everybody. Great. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's great. That's just awesome. I mean, it's, just, it's a really tough story to process because, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, it's nothing wrong with it, but it's just one of those type of things that, you know, sure. you just, I always think of the ridicule part of it. It's just like, wow, I mean, that's really tough for both of them because not only for Danny and his problem, well, not problem, but his transition that he's going through, right. but then also she's going to be a part of that now in a way. like kind of Yeah, but I mean, that could be that could just make them stronger because she's going to be there for them. Right, yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot easier to go, I mean, it's, it's always easier to go through a traumatic experience where you have someone there for you. Right. Family, right. friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing, I mean, especially if it's a family member, like, my my family members, my cousin. Mm-hmm. When she told me, I was like, huh? so? That was kind of like my opinion. I was like, look, as long as you're happy, that's all that mattered. Right. You're still my cousin. I still love you. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's nice to, while, while he, she was going through that process, she knew that she had, you know, me, my sister, my sister and I, and my father. Mm-hmm. You know, we were all supportive. That's good. You know, her family was supportive, and that's what matters. Right, yeah. You know, it helps make the, tra- the trans- transition easier. Right. You hope. Right. You know, like I said, so at the end of the show, I was kind of like happy that they found love, but also mm-hmm. I was a little pissed off because I was like, man, I was kind of hoping for like, you know, a real shocker of a, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was a shocker, but it wasn't like, oh my God. <laughs> and now the show's off till the end of the year. It's going to start on January 11th again. Okay. But this one looks like the super hot chick. And the semi-decent guy, mm-hmm. you know, looks kind of, I'm like, this one might actually be another real 
hook up. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I know. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a show if everyone got together. <laughs> you know, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. I would just be like, oh, please. <laughs> like, oh yeah, my faith in humanity is restored. But I don't have much faith in humanity anyway. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sean's catfish round the week <laughs> this week. <laughs> so, um, speaking of television, though, I did want to bring up this real quick. Christmas Day, um, or Christmas night, I should say, uh, BBC America is going to air a special Doctor Who. So, any Doctor Who fans out there? Uh, well, isn't know, their, their, tradition, their tr- traditional Christmas Eve Doctor Who? Yeah, they will. I mean, it's it's. Okay, no, but it's been off the air for a while because they're in hiatus, obviously, and they won't start back up until I think January. I hope, or actually, it might go next September. I mean, they're they they have those goofy schedules as well, or summer. You know, it's so hard. Thank God for DVRs. Yeah. Because it is so hard to track when they play Doctor Who. I hit my DVR. Oh, Doctor Who taped. All right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to it because next year is the 50th anniversary yeah. of Doctor Who. It seems to be like anybody that was in Doctor Who who's alive is getting pulled into a show. Of some oh, they're sort. doing a special. Yeah, doing 50th, a special, 50th like, anniversary special for that. Yeah, like yeah. David Tennant said he'd be there, you know. Tom Baker, if he's still alive, will probably wheel he's him in. He's still alive, yeah. Wheel him in. What is, what is, what is his big throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, he cut it. I, I've <sighs> actually seen an update picture of, of Tom Baker. <laughs> he's putting him a wig for the night. One of those big Afro wigs. He might permit for the show. You <laughs> never know. <laughs> so, well, that's good. I mean, they usually do. I mean, I'm a, being a who, 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 Vovian, who, whatever they're called. Being a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> I told you about those quarters. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that's good. My DVR said so. Nice. Like yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, right now TV's kind of mediocre because it's, it's the holidays. Holidays, yeah, it's just holiday specials now. It's the the big you know thing of the next couple of weeks. You know, everybody's excited for like the Grinch who stole Christmas. Or... I think uh, next podcast we'll do our favorite. Uh, Christmas holiday movies. Well, they are, that next week will be our last podcast for the year, actually. Oh, so we can do a kind of a. So we're going to do our special end of year. <laughs> you know, might as well make the announcement now while we while we're here. Yes. Ooh, yay! Our <laughs> whole by then it'll be what episode fifteen because we got so much happening this past year. We'll have uh, we'll have our top five each of. Uh, Five or ten. We don't have, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. I'm not really going to put much. I may have one thing. <laughs> My favorite thing ever this year. Enough said. Everything else sucked. Well, we'll have, and we'll have a special guest as well. That's right, our buddy Dave. Yeah, he's coming back for a, uh, not just, we'll, we'll interview him a little bit just to see what he's been up to the last uh, month. And then uh, we'll get right into the show and uh, we'll have him do his favorites of the year. And then if you're lucky, we might get into an argument. There you go. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> last time we, uh, he was, we saw him and we were talking about Bond and it was a knockout, drag out Oh, argument. I, All Ed kept going was, I wish we had the mics on. I wish we had the mics on. Why aren't we taping this? Why are we taping this? That's all I kept saying. <laughs> so it's always fun when he's around. I yes. like having him around. You know, so hopefully we, he won't be on every other month. Like, right. I just even come on a little bit more. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out in the future. But uh, he, he agreed to come on, and uh, so we're excited to have him. 
<laughs> okay, so next week we'll do the year-end year-end review. We'll talk about holiday movies. Yeah, okay, sure, because we can we can squeeze it in by next Tuesday before the actual holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to say like, oh, Christmas is over. So what were you looking forward to this year's <laughs> holiday? You know, Christmas. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll talk so. about Christmas and what what we maybe got or you know uh, you know <laughs> present surprises. I got that Red Rider BB gun I've always wanted. <laughs> Quiet, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> then I shot my eye out. <laughs> so yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, okay. Now earlier in the in the show, and Ed and I have decided to revisit some older movies that we may not have liked in the past. Yes. To give them kind of like a second go around. Maybe you were having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the theater when you saw it the first time was noisy. Right. Or the day you decided to get watch it on DVD. It's just maybe you're just having a bad day, so it, it transferred into a thinking the movie was bad. Right. So we've been discussing about giving what we call a, a, a... Redemption. A DVD redemption. Yes. DVD <laughs> redemption. Where we'll take a movie that we've hated and watch it again. Right. This week it was Ed. Yes. He decided to start off our inaugural bit with Daredevil. Daredevil, yes. And we watched the director's cut of Daredevil. So there was two. there's two versions of it. There's obviously the theatrical version, which was... Pretty good. Well, I'm lying. <laughs> no, no, I am lying. Honest. Yeah, first it was the worst wall. piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. No, no. This is where <laughs> this is where the the fun begins because I actually liked it. Yes, yes. Now, what about it? Did you not like about the movie? If I if I can forgive a few scenes, I can let it go. But no, no, no. I mean, flat out, what did you didn't when what, you when you saw it at the end? You went, I oh, want a piece of crap. <laughs> Why? What were things in it that made you feel this way? Well, there's there's a few, and uh, I'll start off with the one of the kind of, kind of pinnacle scenes of the, of the movie is when you first meet uh, Electra for the first time, where she comes into the cafe, and you know he smells her, and they meet because he knows you know like there's something about this girl that he wants to you know get to know type of thing and uh, so she leaves and he's trying to get her name and he's trying to be you know like a typical guy like you know like who are you you know kind of thing and they have this fight scene in a playground and that is probably the worst fight scene I've ever seen between a blind guy (laughs) and the girl from Alias (laughs) alright what else did you like about it well the actual thing about I mean they were trying to show in the movie the premise of him being kind of a superhero, but yet still being a human being in terms where he was hurt a lot. Like they showed there was there was a uh, a tank that he slept in every night. A hyperbolic chamber. Uh, hyperbolic chamber. Okay, I didn't yeah. know the big word. That's Thank the you. Technical term. Thanks for the quarter word there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, or somebody might call it a sound deprivation chamber. Right. So because I mean you think about it because you got heightened sense of sights. I mean that's like he's <laughs> got a heightened sense of smell. And touch and hearing, and he has a special radar that he can pick up. Well, I mean, we just well, that's from from the sonar. Mm-hmm. So you figure it's from his hearing. Mm-hmm. So you figure he'll never be able to get to sleep because the moment he sleeps, there's a car siren. He's always awake. Okay. So he has to sleep in that chamber to cancel out any noise possible. Well, that I that I could that I could go with. That, right. I mean, they're like, okay, the, he he's got the constant radar going and the sure. constant sounds and that kind of thing. So he has to sleep in this chamber to quiet that, so he right. can he actually get some sleep. But the whole point of him, like you see him battered and beaten up, it just loses that, like him being a hero or superhero, not a hero, a superhero of some, you know, of, of some caliber, you know, type of thing. I mean, he's the man without fear. You know, he jumps off buildings, not seeing where he's yeah, going. Yeah, but every once in a while, he's going to trip and fall. <laughs> 
I mean, so you didn't like the fact that he was a superhero and, and they made him human? Mm-hmm. Okay, you do realize that's probably the first movie out of all these other movies we've been seeing that references the fact that the man behind the mask is just a man. Think about The Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, or just the first Spider-Man. Okay. He, how many times did he get the shit kicked out of him by Green Goblin? Right. You know, you saw him beaten up, battered, and bruised, and you didn't go, that's not right. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, because the whole Daredevil really pretty much wore was a leather outfit. Right. So it's going to get ripped, it's going to get torn, it's going to get teared. But Spider-Man, who wears tights, you can buy that. Well, it's a well, fantasy. But, you I know, mean, but, but so it's supposed to be Daredevil. I mean, well, yeah, well that's he, the thing. But they, they take the fantasy away and they're making him more human, you know, type of thing. I, I want to make this character. I mean, like I said, I don't read Daredevil comics. I've only read the one that right. you suggested, the, the Guardian Devil, which is a very good comic, by the way. So if you guys pick that up, you know, it's a nice... Uh, uh, Kevin Smith wrote it, and it's a very good comic. Just, I mean, you you want you want these characters to be more than just me, you know, kind of thing. I don't I don't want to be like, yo, I'll put a red suit on, put a mask I can't see, I'm gonna jump off a building. Ah! Yeah, but that's because you don't have the ability to the, the hyper sense of touch and smell and hearing. I mean, but look at, okay, I, I hate to, I, I, I gotta burst your bubble, dude, because you're, I mean, you're focusing on that aspect of the reality realism. But didn't Iron Man get his hand his handed to him? How about Captain America? You know, uh, Spider Man gets his hand. Yeah, but they the they they portrayed they portrayed that more into the movie than the actual being a hero and, and and not worrying about him being hurt you know kind of thing i mean there was points where yeah you know hurt heroes get hurt but it just looks like you know like three thugs just beat him up on a sunday and that was like <laughs> but, that, but that didn't happen in the movie well that's what it looked like i mean he's got you know scars i, I look i mean again this is your thing you hate the movie i can't i still for life me can't understand why because you're basically going, they try to humanize a superhero. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, we saw Dark Knight Rises, didn't Batman? I didn't didn't? like that one either. Well, <laughs> neither did I, but we'll get to that with the year-end review. Um, but, you know, like, again, go back to the Spider-Man movies at the end where, you know, he's going through buildings and he's, you know, his face is all, you know, the, the mask is half-ripped and he's got Yeah, but I, I, and... I, never, I never believed that he was totally hurt. Like, he could still swing away, you know, like kind of thing. Like, he could still... Get back to his house and put makeup on or whatever, and fix himself up to make him look presentable as a, you know as Peter Parker again, and be able to work with society, you know, kind of thing. And so it's like to me, it was like more believable. It's like, yeah, I understand that, you know, but like it, it there wasn't a bad guy in Daredevil other than Kingpin, really, and um, Bullseye. Bullseye, thank you. That. I mean, they were standard thugs. I mean, you know, like you know, if you saw Batman or Spider Man, most of those thugs they didn't get hurt at all. You know, kind of thing. It was when the supervillains would come into play that these characters would get hurt. Yeah, but I mean, <clears> even but, all right. Again, we can do this all night. I, I think that you're <laughs> grasping at straws with that one. I'm not grasping at straws with because that one. he's a normal guy just with heightened senses. He's going to get hurt. I right. Mean, that's their. You know. Any guy who's going to be a hero is sometimes going to miss a punch, you know. Like that scene in the bar where he's jumping around and mm-hmm. he didn't get hit a lot. Mm-hmm. But he got hit and he kind of brushed it off or he fell because he was unexpected. So, I don't know. Again, I think I think, I think you're treading on thin ice with that one. Okay. Just, you know, it's like, really? Humanizing a guy? All right, whatever. <laughs> you know. Well, now, of course, that's, now that's before the... 
when I saw the theatrical version, that's, you know, what I thought. And then, of course, we did the redemption. I did see it again on DVD, the director's cut. Right. Now, for those people who don't know, the director's cut <clears throat> is an extra half hour of material put in. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a plot line with dealing, because people didn't know that Coolio was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he plays a thug that actually, if you think, of, when you watch the director's cut, it actually fills in some holes that the theatrical version had. Mm-hmm. They threw the director's cut together right. to kind of plug in the holes. Right, exactly. The, the true telling of way, the way they wanted to tell it. Yeah, basically what it comes down to is the director had an idea, and he did the movie, but then Marvel, because, let's face it, at the beginning when Daredevil came out, it was... Daredevil was what made like the third superhero movie. Mm-hmm. So Marvel was like, we need total control of what's going to happen or whoever the distributor is. Mm-hmm. Said, you need to cut this, you need to cut that. Because all they wanted was just Daredevil all the time. They wanted high pa- high pace action. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, go, go, go. And it, it, it's, what's, what's interesting about the DVD is they actually had a special feature about the making of the director's cut. Mm-hmm. And the producer of the movie seemed to be the main culprit of this, this whole process. Right. He just was like, he didn't care about the Matt Murdock aspect. Mm-hmm. All he cared about was the Daredevil aspect. And so he's the one who said, we need to cut here, 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 and here. Right. Which kind of as a director, you're going, but that's not the movie we may or making. Mm-hmm. You know, how are we going to flesh out the characters? Right. And there's a storyline that deals with Coolio that's kind of like almost um, a missing piece to a larger puzzle of how Daredevil figures, how to, how he actually links to Kingpin, mm-hmm. not just through Bullseye. Right. So it's kind of like, maybe that's another reason why maybe the movie fell flat. But okay, but seeing the director's cut, how did you feel about the movie? Yeah. Oh, I felt a lot better about it. I mean, it, it made more sense. I like the actual scene where um, they were on the rooftop, uh, Elektra and Matt Murdock, you know, type of thing. And it was pr- pretty much right after, I think, the cafe scene. I'm not try- I'm trying to... Right, but he basically, you know, does the whole scene that they're on the roof and it rains. Right. And the, the, basically in the theatrical version, there's a love scene yeah. after that kind of thing. But in the the director's cut, there is a... He has to go because he hears somebody in trouble. trouble, So he has to go and help type of thing. And to me, that made more sense as a superhero type of thing where it's just like, you know, my personal life's got to be put on again. But Okay, so that's where where I think more... I'm not a big Daredevil reader. Mm -hmm. And the Daredevil stuff that I have read, that seems to be kind of like his underlying motif of of his story that... He never gets a break. Right. He never falls in love. Or when he does fall in love, somebody something happens to that person. Well, it also solidified that scene in the beginning where he, after his first, um, he beats up a thug and he goes home and he's like, I'm the good guy because he right. beats up the, right. the thug in front, of his, in front of his kid. Yeah. Type of thing. I'm not the bad guy. Right. And he goes home and he's, he, he's taking off his stuff and he plays the messages on his machine and there's a girl that's breaking up on on the phone right or, or on the inter, on the answering machine and to me in the theatrical version it didn't make too much sense it was like what's this girl who cares right type of thing but that and the scene where he has to go away from Electra to help this person that's now getting hurt made more sense where he doesn't catch a break where it's like that's the more superhuman aspect of it it's just like i can't be a regular person because I'm Daredevil. I'm the protector of Hell's Kitchen. I have to do the right thing, you know, kind of thing. I can't get laid tonight. <laughs> I gotta go, you know, swooshing off into the into the darkness and mm, help being. You just maybe had pop an idea in my head. What's that? Because his senses are so heightened, mm-hmm. having sex has got to be a completely different thing for him. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all touch and feels and senses, except for sight. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, wow. Interesting. Sorry, got sidetracked. Did it blind you? Huh? No. No. I like seeing. Okay. I'm a visual guy. I mean, obviously, me being a DVD whore, I'm, I, uh, I'm a visual guy. Okay. All right. Well, just out there. We've already, we've already discussed superpowers and being blind so I can touch things. No, yeah. not my thing. Okay. All right, so, so then you would sit there and now if you... If you were walking, if you were walking, let's say, in a store, let's mm-hmm. go comic book store, let's go complete 100% geek, geek. on this one. Yeah, okay. You're walking in and you got somebody, you overhear a conversation of people talking about Daredevil and the movie. Mm-hmm. Would you tell them, like, how would you describe them, your feelings about the theatrical versus the director's cut? Like, if some guy just said, oh, I saw Daredevil, I thought the movie sucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> would you be the guy that walks in and goes, well, you know, guys, there's that director's cut. Maybe as as I'm a, touching my brim of my glasses, you know, yeah, you know, there's a theatrical director's cut. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely say, you know, give the give the director's uh, cut a try. I mean, it's it was definitely made a better story than the the theatrical version. I mean, it just it it made more sense of the story. You've got more understanding in terms of actually his alter ego being a lawyer, you know, kind of thing. Because a lot of the films try and do that. I mean, the Spider Man's did. Try to do Peter Parker as a photojournalist uh, or photographer, not photojournalist, yeah, but yeah. photographer to take pictures for the Daily Bugle to make money, kind of thing. Matt Murdock is a lawyer, you know, type of thing, and you want to make sure you get that aspect of it, which sure. was good. So they they show the realism. That's to me the more realism of of superheroes is the you know their everyday job, you know, their alter ego, their day job, exactly, that's, yeah, kind of thing. That's what makes like a superhero movie. <laughs> well, it's, they're grounded in reality. How yes. make a superhero and his day job? Job's gonna be an accountant, so that means gonna be nothing but an hour and a half. This guy in, in a suit for at nighttime, but during the day, he's sitting there in front of a ledger going, Okay, five plus seven, and that, compounded interest daily the, of 2.1 percent, you know, divided you, by the yeah. gross national average. If you put this all in an IRA, you could, yeah, it makes thrilling movie watching. <laughs> Well, obviously, they're, they're not going to have an accountant as a superhero. Sorry, accountants out there. <laughs> you never know. They could be getting bitten by a radioactive dog beetle, you know, for all we know. <laughs> I am stink man. A paper cut from a radioactive paper. Yeah. Stink, stink bug bug night. Accountant by day. <laughs> he balances, he helps balance your books as he kicks your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Schwartzkopf is the dung beetle. Oi, I'm here to do your books. But by night, I put on my cape. And then I fly out and I do justice to evil. I bring them all down. What do you want? I bring the stink to the city. <laughs> the stink bug. And my secret weapon is the stink palm. How you doing? I rub my face, my hand in your face. <laughs> Oi. And then by day, I got a job to do. I got to do the books. You know how it is. Got to living. <laughs> Oi. Oh, Ethel. We're having the kids coming over for dinner. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's that's my superhero. We're going to break the way. We're it up. Smith's Marvel, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they'll laugh at you. Kick Marvel you DC, call me up. <laughs> Just call me up. I'll pitch it to you. I got a million of these. He'll be waiting by the phone. 
I got a million ideas for superheroes. <laughs> They're all bad. Uh, you know, it's so much funny though. How many? I'm an evil. <laughs> <laughs> How many crime for the only crime? It's, it's a female that crime fights crime during the day, but at night she's a prostitute. <laughs> called stripperella but well, she was a stripper oh. there's a difference she wasn't a prostitute <laughs> you didn't get the x-rated version did you right. <laughs> oh 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 wait my strip my hooker powers are activated <laughs> how'd it work that one out it's still work in progress <laughs> work, yeah I'm still trying to flesh it out <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so back to Daredevil. So, I mean, before I would give it a 4 out of 10, I think I gave it a 7 now. Ooh, so an up three spots. That's right, yeah. That's good. You know, that's good. Um, I think my movie's going to be either The Amazing Spider-Man or Dark Knight Rises. I haven't decided, because both of them, I, I walked out of both of them feeling completely let down. Just, oh. Your childhood was raped. No, no. I mean, I just thought that The Amazing Spider-Man, I mean, I know it really should have been Spider-Man 4 Mm -hmm. because Sam didn't didn't want to do it. It, They really screwed up the script and there were so many holes in the plots. I mean, I know, like, just I don't mind the fantasy of it Mm -hmm. or or the realism of it. I just don't like it when you, you lead us down a path and then that path gets diverted by an action scene and then you never hear what happens in that movie okay. like later on like uh, spoiler for Amazing Spider-Man first time Lizard is the Lizard mm-hmm. he's going through I think the Brooklyn Bridge mm-hmm. and he's trying to get to a guy in a car mm-hmm. who's going to squeal on Norman Osborn who's going, to, who's going to squeal to Norman Osborn about what the Lizard's doing Dr. Connors is doing Right. so the Lizard turns into the Lizard chases him over this bridge Knocks off cars, blah, bing, bang, boom, Spider-Man comes in, saves a kid from falling off, you know, the car falling off, he rescues the kid, Mm -hmm. but you never find out what happens to that guy that that the lizard was chasing. Right. It was like, whoa, (laughs) what happened? And they don't even even revisit it all during the movie. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's, there's things like that that annoy me. Right. Because you're let, you know, and then Dark Knight Rises, I can do two hours on that one. My parents were killed in front of my eyes, so I decided to dedicate myself to bringing crime, to justice to the city and to its people. Oh, my girlfriend blew up, so I'm going to take eight years off. <laughs> that alone right there, just that's just the beginning. Like, wow. Oh, organized crime is, is snuffed out, so I don't need to be Batman anymore. Gee, Batman, what about bank robbers? What about rapists? What about muggers? I guess... If they're not a superhero, a supervillain, you don't want to dedicate time to them? Come on. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to add anything to that. I'll, that I'll wait for the redemption night. <laughs> I don't, you know, i got to be honest, it's real hard to redeem that movie. I mean, your folks are getting a preview of what, you, what might be Sean's number one worst movie of 2011, 2012. <laughs> 2011, 2012, and 2013. 2013. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just going to sit there and just cry. <laughs> That's how you want to end the series. And people were telling, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a masterpiece. Oh, is it? Really? Here's a question. Uh, I'm, I'm spoiling it for you, and I don't care, because this movie was so bad. 
don't for, think I don't think you spoil it when it's out already out on DVD now. It's well, like some, some people maybe are getting it for a holiday. You haven't seen it, but anyway, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry fucking Christmas. Because <laughs> ask yourself this when you're watching this movie: Bruce Wayne uh, is uh, broken, beaten, thrown in a ditch. He gets out, and it's supposed to be in the middle of nowhere, right? Yes. He's in the middle of nowhere. Ask yourself this one question. How the fuck does he get back to Gotham City? <laughs> if he's broke and in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to ask yourself a question. And you'll know when that scene happens. Because he, he climbs up out of this well to freedom. But how does he get home? That was a huge well, by the way. It was a huge, but it was a poor prison thing. Yeah. Again, oh, man. That, I, that, that was okay. The fact that, oh, it broke my back. Oh, some skinny old dude's going to rub it and make it better. Ooh, he's got magical hands. Quick, bring him back with you and put him to work. Did you give him a happy ending? Uh, pr- apparently, because he was able to free himself. His back was all better and everything. You know, and again, just the scene alone, he's in jail. He's in jail, thanks to Bane, mm-hmm. in this prison with a TV that has got to be the best reception of all time. Because <laughs> it's not in the same country, It's too. not in the same country, <laughs> but then he's got a live feed of what's happening in Gotham City. Yes. Figure that one out, people, when you're watching this movie. <laughs> and then as, as he frees himself, he's in the middle of nowhere still. How the hell does he get home? <laughs> No passport. No passport, no money because he was broke at this point. Right. No Alfred because he, he quit. Right. Another spoiler. <laughs> Alfred, the man who grew up, who, who raised him. You're fired. Screw you, I quit. <laughs> it, 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 right there. What else did you have a problem with? <laughs> uh, Bane's, uh, okay, now, Grant, this is probably where the movie will redeem itself for me a little bit. I went in thinking Bane's voice was going to be different. So the moment I heard is because Bane comes from a Latin American background. Mm-hmm. So when I hear a posh Englishman, old posh Englishman, it was like, Wee, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so it kind of threw me out. But I, I mean, <laughs> now, now you got me all pumped up. <sighs> she was like, Dark Knight Rises, worst movie of 2012. See, see previous podcasts for why. <laughs> But I mean, that part might actually redeem because now I know what the voice is. I know how he's going to sound. That might be okay. Oh, oh, here's another part. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> this movie, oh, man, I, I, I oh. the, it pains me too because I was really looking, kind of looking forward to it. Big surprise, Talia Al Ghul's in it. Okay? She waits eight years. Now keep in mind, because after, after his girlfriend blew up, he decides to take eight years off and practice archery in his living room. <laughs> but then he she he creates this, this clean energy thing, mm-hmm. which, I hate to say it, kind of like the Avengers, <laughs> or Iron Man 2, but I'm not going to say no one stole any ideas. So instead of, but just for, for eight years, they kept asking him to turn this thing on, turn this thing on, to get clean energy to Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is like, no, no, I'm too busy growing my beard. <laughs> <laughs> too busy growing my beard. You know, sulking about my girlfriend. That didn't even really want me in the anyway. Anyway. So, at some point in the movie, Talia al Ghul, which you don't know is Talia, it's a different name, boinks Bruce Wayne. Love scene, mm-hmm. okay? So Batman finally gets a little play. Completely forgets all about his girlfriend blowing up, by the way. <laughs> 
Which is just as a, like, oh, I took eight years off because my girlfriend blew up, but oh, look, here's another hottie. I'll blink her. <laughs> just like that. But here's my, here's another question. Ask yourself this. If she wanted revenge for her father, you're Bruce Wayne, bare-ass naked, coming down off the high of having sex with you. Why didn't you just gut him like a stuffed pig? Right then and there. You had him. You had him dead to rights. You had him naked and vulnerable. Him crawling up on his little bat pillow going, Oh, I got some play. Oh, oh. She slid down my bat pole. Oh. You know, while he was you know, snoring, thinking about robbing, you know, why don't you just come up with a knife and just stab him right in the heart? There. Revenge for your father is done. And then you could have been then you could have gladly blown up all of Gotham because guess what? No one there to stop you. Right. <laughs> God, I hated that movie. Not even a little? Not even a little. I, I like it a little bit? Uh, okay, I don't think Anne Hathaway was really good as Catwoman. Okay. I like the outfit. Okay, all right. You know, she was really she was perfect Selena Kyle. I probably better than Michelle Pfeiffer. Hate to say it, but she oh, was really uh, good. Yeah. So it'd be a it'd be a Tough uh, toss-up for me. Well, I'm going to discuss uh, superhero women in, in uh, future episodes. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> well, I guess we don't need a year and wrap-up for Sean. So it goes to be you and Dave talking. Because <laughs> I don't think that, you know, I don't think there's a redemption there. You don't think so? I don't think so. I'm too, I'm too hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, can I make him watch it? <laughs> I'll watch it again because I'm a glutton for punishment. But we'll have to do it with the, with the sound off and the mic's on so I can go, oh, come on. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do that as a, a spring special. All right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, why? I told you you'd be here in the hole for two, for almost three hours. Me going, oh, really? Come on. Jesus. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell me what happened? Come on. What the hell? <laughs> He didn't even get in the whole uh, Robin. Uh, uh, again, uh, maybe we'll discuss that with the year end. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll pause there for the back. Oh, yeah, before I get all like, <laughs> short smash. <laughs> he is turning a little green, by the way. <laughs> all right. Okay. It's fast. Moment is past. All right. Damn you, Nolan. <laughs> Nolan! <laughs> All right. What else would you like to discuss, Ed? Well, we'll do one last movie, and then we'll wrap it up. One movie I thought was really good, and uh, I, th- I think critics didn't like it too much, and, and fans, it was uh, Sucker Punch. Oh, yes. A film by Zack Snyder. Uh, Who's bringing you Man of Steel next year. Yeah, and he's made some great movies. He brought you 300, he brought you Watchmen, then it was Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. And then they gave him the reins to Superman. Yeah. Which produced by Nolan, <laughs> just to heads up people. <laughs> so you're going to be indifferent about Superman. Uh, well, I'm indifferent about Superman anyway. Yeah. Kind of, you've already discussed my, my dislike for for Superman. So Banish Steel is gonna be a real tough watch for you then. If I don't like if it's a good story, I mean I can tolerate I've read some Superman novels. I'd like I loved Smallville. Mm-hmm. I love the Christopher Reeve stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, first two, not the three or four. So I'm okay with Superman watching um reading them, it's a tough read sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I can watch a good story with them in it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not like a ooh Superman, gung ho, I'm all excited about it. It's just me, it's like okay, it's a Superman movie, let's go see it. 
Okay. But it's produced by Nolan. <laughs> He's got a lot to redeem himself for, you know, for the Batman thing. So. Okay. Well, I think it's a tough hill to climb for you, especially it's... The cast is good. I mean, the guy who's playing Clark, I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows who Spartacus, I think. But it's, it's the peripheral characters around him that I like. Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent. Mm-hmm. Diane Lane as Martha Kent. Rachel McAdams as... Um, Lois. Lois. And what's his face? Uh, <laughs> as Jor-El. <laughs> Russell Crowe as Jor-El. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Okay. It's going to be an origin story, so it's not like I don't know what's coming up. Right. Like, oh, wait. The planet doesn't blow up. They don't throw him in a spaceship. So you figure the first hour is going to be him being all, shucks, golly gee. You'll see him break stuff that he doesn't know his own strength. And <laughs> get all quirky. Are you good now? Yeah. We'll discuss that later. Okay. But look back to Sucker Punch. So anyway, so Snyder did Sucker Punch. Yes. And I mean... To me, it was one of those great films in terms of it had everything that a fanboy would love kind of thing. It had, you know, zombie Nazis. It had five hot chicks. Yeah, it had... Just just okay. for future reference. Mm-hmm. Is that with five hot chicks? <laughs> no, no, no. Why don't you give me a synopsis of the movie first? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because there's somebody out there going, I never saw Sucker Punch. What are you talking about zombies? <laughs> you know, what do... What do five hot chicks and Nazi zombies have have in common? Right, true, true. Um, <clears throat> to give the running down the story, it was a uh, a family. It starts off with the family kind of in crisis. The mother passes away. The stepfather is trying to take care of the kids. There's two girls, and the one is a very little little child, and the one is like a. Don't give him the whole movie. It's okay, synopsis. Because <laughs> I know you, you talk about the entire movie. That's right. Well, <laughs> I was going to. Thank you for stopping me. I had to. I had to because I was like, how long should I let them just babble on? Because you just, just went through the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> so, anyway, the, the older daughter ends up in a insane asylum because right. of the, the things preceding it. And uh, she's going to be lobotomized in a few days. So her idea, she starts to do an escapism, and her life turns into, from an insane asylum, it turns into a brothel. And then in the brothel, while she's doing these dances to kind of, like, get away, she actually dreams, fantasizes about a post-apocalyptic world and collecting items to... For escape before this, well, actually, the, as as the what's in the brothel, it's not the lobotomizer; it's the high roller because she thinks she's going to be her virginity is going to be taken away. Is the whole premise? <clears throat> okay. Yeah. The, the, yeah. It's been it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm like, okay, I guess that's sure. So she had to collect five items. There was fire, knife, key, map, and the fifth thing was a mystery. Right. So. So, the, of course, the first scene is they have to collect the map, and that's where she gets tra- transported back into World War II Nazi Germany, but it was more of a zombie, apocalyptic world type of thing. Go ahead. Get, well, no, no, I was, I, I, was, I was going to suggest that, that you give them the synopsis. Now, what did you like about the movie? What did I like about the movie? Like I said, it had everything that a family would want. It had the, the Nazis that were zombies. It was kind of steampunkish, so anybody who was a... Somewhat of a steampunk fan should enjoy that. Sure. You know, there was a scene where there was a their whole dragon fight uh, type of thing. There alone is, you know, kind of like fantasy that people really enjoy. The movie had me at schoolgirl outfit 
too sick. Hot blonde wielding a sword in a school round. I was I was going to get to that. You know, after That's the fact. You know, the whole train scene where they were fighting those robots in the train. That sure, thing, that was towards a, the end of the movie. Right, yeah. and that was my, another great scene. But then, of course, to top it all off is the five hotties in these schoolgirl outfits or very tight, oh, oh, revealing only, outfits. Only, the only one, Baby Doll. Right. Is it Baby Doll? Yeah, mm-hmm. Baby Doll was the lead. She was the only one in the schoolgirl outfit. Everybody else kind of had, like, their own, like, little special outfit. It wasn't, like, all five running around going, yeah. You know, <laughs> one was one was in, a, like, mechoids. Mm-hmm. Where she's in a robot gun tote and so she wasn't really in a school garage, but she was too busy in that because she was in like a, a fatigues outfit, right? You know, then uh, one was a nurse, right? In the nurse outfit, you know, the, but it wasn't like the tidy whitey type right. outfit. It was like more it was like all gathery, yeah. Got that cyberpunk, you know, right? Clockwork orange kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. I, I, I thought the movie was great. I mean, it did get slammed because there's like it does kind of give you an ending that I don't think everybody really thought about. Mm-hmm. You know, the ending was a little people were kind of pissed at the ending a little bit, but it made sense. Right. We're not gonna tell you because so you can go out and see it. Right. <laughs> really, the the ending really is a, is a total shock, and it's just one of those type of things. It's like you you you're first kind of disappointed when you see it in a way because you're like. That's not how I wanted it to end. I wanted to end it on a really good note, which it did, but it just wasn't the note you were thinking of. But then as you, like, I watched it again because before the show, because I just wanted to kind of see it again just to, to kind of put it fresh in my mind. The beginning of it kind of tells the whole story. And it's sure. just like... It actually, you know, the best way it sums it up is to me, for me is it's like an Alice in Wonderland kind of motif. Mm-hmm. Where the girl, in the beginning, she gets into trouble. Like, you know, like you said, her mother dies. But you kind of threw out the missing part where the money that her mother was leaving was the money that the mother made right. was left to the two girls, right? Not to the stepfather. Yeah. So the stepfather was coming up with an idea to kind of make the money for himself, right? Which is how the girl wound up being in the insane asylum, right? You know, kind of thing. But it turns into like when it turns into this whole Alice in Wonderland where you kind of have everyone has like their own over the top characters. Mm-hmm. I know Dave, you know, has mentioned in the past that he didn't like the idea that. The whole idea is her being a dancer. Right. That her dance, her dance is so phenomenal that it's able to mesmerize people who watch her. Right. But the thing is, you never see her do the dance. Right. You know, because when she's dancing, you're now projected into the world that she's dreaming of while she's dancing. Right. Right. Which to me made perfect sense. I wouldn't personally. I would rather not have seen her dance at all. Right. Like how they did it in the movie, I thought was perfect because it does leave more to your imagination to be able to picture her dancing in whatever way in your own head mm-hmm. that would make you mesmerized watching her. Right. So people were like, well, I didn't get to see her dance. Well, that's not the point. You know, the point is let your own head. And I thought that was kind of like the perfect homage to the, the I mean, the style was based in like 30s, 40s, 50s error sure. type of thing. And that's what the, was more like those kind of movies. They, they never show the dirty sex, nudity type of thing. You know, like type of thing. They always alluded to that fact, but they never, you know, threw it in your face like they do today. Sure. You know, kind of thing. So I thought that was a perfect homage to it. Like kind of thing. It gave, it gave something back to the old style movie, which you were kind of basing the whole thing on. It was like that old... It's, yeah, that's an angle I never saw. I okay. Mean, I mean, yeah, again, that's what's good about the movies. People... A good movie people can see from different angles mm-hmm. and still enjoy. Right. Like, I never saw it as an homage to anything. I thought it was about this guy's, like, Zack Snyder's vision of a Alice, in, like, a warped Alice in Wonderland. Right, right. Like his, I mean, I saw his, that as well, like, too. I would say almost like a steampunk, cyberpunk version of Alice in Wonderland. Right, right. Yeah, you know, because Baby Doll looked, can pass for Alice. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they had, you know, like a, a Cheshire cat kind of attitude. You know, the person who would just kind of be like, hey, hey, you're screwed. Woo. <laughs> you know, you had the, you know, the queen. Right. You know, there was like little aspects here and there. I mean, granted, it wasn't exactly like Alice in Wonderland, but it was definitely like an homage. To me, it was an homage to Alice in Wonderland more than it was an mm-hmm. homage to an error. Well, you're saying I just saw different layers. Sure. Of it. I mean, like I said, I saw that the homage to the old time movies, but then I did see the Alice in Wonderland aspect and, as you did, as that, well. And that could be why some people didn't like it. Sometimes when you have too many too many homages mm-hmm. in a movie, people kind of get lost in well, what's it supposed to be, right? Rather than just enjoying the visual stimulation mm-hmm. of it, because the story, to be honest, is an average story. Visually, it's beautiful. Yes. You know, I mean, if you get a chance, watch it on Blu-ray on a good TV or even the semi-decent TV. Right. I would definitely say Blu-ray so you can kind of get the crispness of it. Oh, yeah. You know, especially, especially, especially the scene on the train. Like, yes. Towards the end, at the very end, there's a big tr- scene on the train when they're being chased by robots. Snyder does a lot of stop motion and slow motion spins with the camera mm-hmm. that are just so beautiful. And you just go, I never saw it. And actually, in fact, Sucker Punch has one probably one of my favorite visual tricks that I've in, in any movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think it's Baby Dolls in front of a mirror, and she's talking to like the person over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And you see, like it's like the Terminator Two shot where you see Schwarzenegger, and the, you kind of think that's going to be like they're doing the false perspective. There's actually a different actress, right, right, and the real actress is facing the camera, mm-hmm. but actually. And I know it's all computerized, and but it's still beautiful. They take the camera from behind them mm-hmm. and slowly pans around the room. Yes. Like, almost as if going through the wall back into the mirror shot. Mm-hmm. And it makes it seamlessly like like the two of them were just there the whole time. Like that you were actually looking at, you were actually looking at it through a one-way mirror. Yes. Versus the over-the-shoulder shot. Right. Which, to me, it was the way they did it was just beautifully done it was like almost like in two alternate worlds at one time mm-hmm. and I just loved that shot right right <clears throat> that was more of like the Alice through the looking glass scene yeah. you know type of thing that would make it really it was a really cool shot you're right I was just blown away by it I had to watch it like a few times actually rewind yeah, it to go back because the first time I saw it I was like wow that was really cool and and it wasn't like something that was thrown in your face. It was done subtly, like just like, right. a, like it was a pan, like a normal camera pan. It was just so cool looking. Yeah, it was so nonchalant, and it's just like yeah. you know, they they didn't overdo it. They didn't play it over and over again. They just had the one time, and it was beautiful which, to tie it back into Man of Steel, which is the reason why I'm kind of excited about seeing Man of Steel in a little bit because it is by Zack Snyder. Right? Mm-hmm. I haven't been disappointed by any of the stuff that he's directed. Yeah. I mean, out of, the, out of the movies, out of 300, which every time I watch it, I feel like I need to start doing sit-ups and get into a bar fight. <laughs> the Watchmen, I thought, was just perfect. It was a, almost a damn near perfect movie. I mean, mm. I know people who were fans of the, 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 the book, the comic book, the, the source material, right. didn't like the ending because it's not the way it ends in the comic book. Mm-hmm. But to me, you needed that, and that you needed the ending in the movie to help solidify the storyline. Because in the comic book, I'll tell you right now, in the comic book, it winds up being a giant squid in the middle of Manhattan, <laughs> which is like, uh, yeah. But making a making a nuclear threat in a in the movie makes more sense. To me. Right. right. You're you're able to kind of still grasp in that that severity of uh, the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I said he's doing Man of Steel. Right. Sucker Punch, I liked. Yeah. What else he directed? I think those are his big, 
Well, you could say 300 and then, um, well, Watchmen. And then the only other one was uh, Night of the Gaul. That was a animated feature with owls. It was like an owl warrior. I never saw that. Yeah, neither did I. You know, kind of thing. That's something we might have to catch just to see, just to complete the Zack Snyder yeah, directing. Like a full movie of owls. <laughs> That's why I passed over that, that whole Guardian legend of Guardian. Legends, legends of the Guardian? Yeah. Or Guardians like, of Legends, right? Oh, owls. <laughs> and, and as far as I'm concerned, the only reason why they had made that movie was because Harry Potter is so pop. Harry Potter is so popular, and he's got his the white owl, yeah, the white owl. So let's hey, here's a story about a whole bunch of owls. Let's make a movie about it. Yeah, you know, huh? Ryan the Harry Potter creepy owl. <laughs> oh, so if you if, let's give it a rating, Sucker Punch. Yeah, uh, one to ten. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> All right, I would say an eight. Any? That's yeah. a fair, fair assessment. Yeah, because it did, it did. There were a couple of things where it did lack, mm-hmm. but you're able. You're, I'm able to overlook it because visually it was nice. To I was able to get something a little bit to the story, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm a guy, so pretty girl wielding her sword. I'm a drooling idiot. I'm like, hey, <laughs> kick ass. <laughs> well, why do you think I like Angelina Jolie and Mila Jovovich? I mean, yeah. they're two ass kicking super hotties. Yeah. On on the silver screen. <laughs> you know, so it's like gun toting, you know, sword wielding, kick ass take names kind of women. It's kind of women I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's also one more thing I'm going to touch on before we call it a night is our listenership. Okay. I like to first give a big thank you to all the people out there who are listening to us, either um, streaming it through our website, yes, or wordswithgeeks.com, or, you know, downloading us on iTunes, Geeksters. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed has been kind of a little bit tracking where people are downloading from. Yes. And I like to put it out there for that. Whoever, wherever you're downloading or streaming us, I would like to know exactly where you're from. Yeah. You know, not, not exactly. I'm not looking for addresses. You know, I'm not going to come in your house going, hi, I'm Sean. I'd like to thank you for listening to the show. Firstly, thank you. <laughs> but more like just kind of what area you're in. Because Ed's mentioned uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. He's mentioned England. Yes. He's mentioned Saudi Arabia. Yes. <laughs> Which right away, like as soon as I thought, like once we get out of our, you know, once we get out of state, I don't know who's who's listening to us, because <laughs> I'm like, well, our all our family and friends live in the area. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody in England. No, yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I know a handful of people in Canada, <laughs> and I know I don't know anybody in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but I would like to say that again, thank you for everybody who's yes, listening. Yes, thank to you us. very much. You know, if you like us, please tell a friend. If you hate us. Please tell a friend. Right. Maybe they'll listen to it. Like, <laughs> but um, give us a post on our Facebook page where you're listening out of. Yeah, you say know? hello, and you know we'll definitely say hello back. Or, or drop us an email. I mean, uh, I'm Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Ed is at eds at wordswithgeeks.com. Yes. Or you can just slap it on our Facebook page, Geeksters. Right. You know, just say hi. Let us know what you like about the show, what you hate about the show. I mean, we're trying to get, you know, more people involved in the show because just because you're listening to two babbling idiots right. doesn't mean that you can't be a babbling idiot too. <laughs> you can join in the babble. Yes, or if you think that um, Ed's full of shit for liking Daredevil, not liking Daredevil the first time, right. you know, let him know. If you think I'm full of shit for not liking Batman, <laughs> maybe I'll, you know, uh, I'll, you can write me a mean letter and I'll read it on air and I'll, I'll address your points. Yeah. You know, nothing, nothing gets me going more like fan interaction. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, please contact us and love to hear from you. Right. 
and I, I like I, I like to thank everybody personally too because it was you know it's always great to see the numbers go up and up every week you know every day that I check the downloads all the time just to see I'm I'm fanatic that way every morning I'm a fanatic more like anal retentive <laughs> OCD kicks in what's the numbers what's, what's the numbers, numbers? <laughs> so but uh, I do appreciate the downloads and, and uh, I'm, I'm, that's the reason why I'm doing this is because I, I like to see people actually enjoy or hopefully enjoying what we're doing. You know, getting a laugh out of us, you know, hopefully. If not, just tell us. <laughs> yeah, whether you laugh at us or laugh with us, just keep listening. Right. As long as you keep laughing. Yeah, well, just keep laughing. <laughs> laugh at us, laugh with us, as long as you keep on laughing. <laughs> wow, that almost sounds professional. <laughs> All right, well, I think that wraps it up for this week. Sure. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your host, Ed. And thank you. And again, contact us at wordswithgeeks.com. Sean at wordswithgeeks.com, Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Too many words. I gotta stop that. We gotta stop that. <laughs> we'll fix it. Just hit us up on our Facebook page or our webpage and give us a shout out. Yeah. See you next week.